Welcome to the Pool House Podcast. Pool House. Hello and welcome to the Pool House Podcast. I am your host, Jake, here with my co-host, Andy. How are we doing today, Andy? Very well, mate. How are you? Uh, not my best. I've got a bit of a cold. It's that time of year. I have done lateral flow and yeah, it isn't the dreaded C word, but, uh, you know, it's just your standard cold. Yeah. So I might sound a little bit blocked up at times, but, uh, we'll push on through. Yeah. I'm going to say one of those Nan things now, like, well, it is going round. So (laughs) it is going round. It is going round. Definitely. I love that saying. It's true. It's not wrong. (laughs) Um, <laughs> right, so this week I want to talk about something that's sort of been bothering me this week and been on my mind. Uh, it's basically, I've been dealing with a lot of self-doubt this week and lack of belief. And I'm sure it's something that everyone feels no matter what creative field they're in. And I, I guess I just want to talk to you, Andy, about maybe how you deal with it. Maybe you can help me a little bit or we can try and figure out why we feel like that. So yeah, I mean, is it something that you feel regularly or is it something which you just sort of ignore? Um, Self-doubt. Um, I guess, I guess, yes. I think everyone does feel it, maybe to varying degrees. The, the doubt comes for me well, actually, like we've said previously, that you do get times where you're like, oh, I'm never going to be able to write a better song than that or never going to be able to top that or made that sound amazing and you start a new mix and you're like, oh, can it get to where the previous one was? So you you have all those thoughts and I think you have those all the time throughout the whole the whole process. On, on the wider sort of scale of self-doubt, I guess, I don't know, <laughs> to say I don't have it is wrong because I do. But I do always try to back myself in terms of like, this sounds good or this doesn't sound good. I like this. I don't like that. But I think when you're working on your own, there is always going to be, there's no one to confirm whether you're feeling or what you're saying or your opinion is sort of right or wrong. So I can definitely understand and do to a certain extent myself fall into that sort of self-doubt. I mean, where has it been sort of hanging you up recently? So... I mean, it's something I regularly go through. I think mostly because I'm not exercising the muscle enough. It's a bit of a sticking point for me because I sort of build up and then I get a run of doing a couple of songs and everything's great and I feel like I've figured myself out and then I leave it for a little bit, come back and try and put myself back into that, right, I'm writing for myself and then it's like, oh, everything I sing sounds horrible. Everything, you know, it doesn't sound like me. Like, I can't remember what I did to get to where I liked it or like, should I completely get rid of this song? There's bits I really like, but I just can't get a verse. Like, is it better just to completely get rid of it and start something fresh? Uh, You know, all these sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess the last couple of times I've sat down to progress with, you know, a couple of songs, which are quite far along. Yeah, there's just that voice going. The bit I find most frustrating for myself is when I have a song, which production-wise is pretty much there. I've got sections that I really like vocally, melodies that I really like. I've said before, 
not every melody suits my voice. But then there'll just be sections which, to my ear, with my voice, just I can't seem to land on a melody that suits me. And I, it just, you get to the end of the day and you're like, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. you feel so yeah, yeah. disheartened. And, you know, normally what I do is I end up just jumping around and it does eventually solve itself out. But you just have the odd couple of songs, which I feel like, yeah, I've been on them for like six months. But coming back to you with your self-doubt, I mean, I guess there's there's a few levels to it. There's obviously like the creative aspect, you know, the actual music creation, the production but then there's also like putting it out there, your release. Like, are there times you're really happy with the release? You put it out there and you're like, have self-doubt about why or who's listening? Yeah. Like, how do I yeah. push Yeah, I guess that is what, um, I, get, I don't know if it is self-doubt or not, but I get to the point of what's the point. So like with a lot of releases that, like a lot of the 1816 stuff, you got it with Native's releases as well. You put so much in. And then not as many people hear it as you would like because, well, as a, as a creative, as a songwriter, whatever you want to call it, I mean, you always think it's the best song in the world. Otherwise, you kind of wouldn't really ever put it out. So I, I always have that mindset like, oh, yeah, I think this is amazing. And, and then when not as many people, oh, you want the world to hear it, don't you? But obviously that's like unachievable, really. So, yeah, the doubt is me doubting the point of creating again i suppose yeah like i mentioned from my journey of writing loads of songs writing loads of songs but never releasing them like what's the point in that i'm now at the stage where i've written loads of tracks and i am releasing them but not as many people are hearing them as i would like so i'm now again back into the what's the point but it's a constant pendulum isn't it um yeah i think yeah. with creativity it's you sort of conquer one side of your brain and the battle it's going through, and then it just slowly swings to the other side as external influences start infiltrating your mind, and you're like, basically keep flipping a switch back and forth, and it's it's very hard to just stick with it. But I believe, I say I believe, I, I think the real aim at the moment is just to see a progression and just to be able to feel like you're building something i think that's the that's enough as a as an artist because if you're building something you feel like you're actually going somewhere but um if it just feels like you're flatlined that's when you just start thinking well there's no progression here so what's the point that's where the what's the point comes from um yeah 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 and then and that's where I start doubting my next decision. What do I do next in terms of do I just keep writing more and more tracks and songs and keep going? Or do I focus on content and stuff like that? And then I'm like, well, content isn't my actual like favorite thing to do. So is the toss up keep doing something that I actually enjoy doing, but stay flat or do something I enjoy less, but potentially grow more. So yeah, it's a whirlpool of things in your mind, but like you said, I think we decided at the start of this year, maybe that and when we sort of decided to go forward with these projects like Vince and George in 1816, that we just have to keep on keeping on. And I guess that is becoming hard. Well, not hard, becoming harder. It's harder than I thought anyway. But yeah, I mean, it's harder because you've overcome that goal of actually taking the jump and putting it out. And then you're like, right, I've satisfied that goal. Now what? <laughs> And so you're on to the next thing. Like, 
the day that something gets uploaded to DistroKid or whatever, that song is a thing in the past for me. It's like mm-hmm. you've achieved it. It's like it's served its purpose of all the creative satisfaction that you've wanted. You've hit the goal and then you're sort of over the hill and then back down again and you've got to like <laughs> climb back up again, back to that release. It's a real weird thing. But I think we're we're all guilty of wanting to do the easy things as well like sometimes we kid ourselves you know like anything that's successful has hard work behind it and yes writing songs are hard can be hard work but if we actually want to put it out there and reach more people we have to work at that it's like any product in any business i think if you don't put the work to actually give it exposure then you're just gonna have a great product sat on the shelves so You know, I think we all have this romantic idea about writing music, but if you want things to progress and get to more ears, you have to do some things that you don't enjoy doing as much, or you're just a starving artist who is happy to create for yourself, which is fine as well. But if those things are bothering you, then yeah, you sort of have to look at yourself and be like, well, what do I actually want here? No, totally. I think that's exactly where I am. So, yeah, I mean, circling back to the the self-doubt of it all, I guess one way of of getting out of it is to explore other avenues that don't sit so comfortably with you, maybe, and then then come back to the stuff that does. And that sort of gives you a a palette of things to to pick from. And rather than just sort of spiral into this getting nowhere phase, I suppose. Yeah. So that, that can maybe work for me, actually. Yeah, I did think the other day, like, what would help for both of us is just make the goal smaller with each decision. You know, everything we put out, whether it's this podcast, a song, a bit of content, if with each thing you put out, it's exposed to one new person, you will get somewhere. (laughs) But we're all very lazy at just being right. Let's post it to stories, post it in the feed, let it do its thing. But That's all being controlled by an algorithm which we have little control over. Uh, So maybe it needs to be a bit old school and, you know, each time one thing is put out, just message someone, (laughs) you know. (laughs) But you think if, you know, the amount of content and different types of things you put out, if each time it reached one new person, you know, by the end of the year, (laughs) you'd actually have quite a big uh, net there. So. I don't know, maybe it's simplifying things a bit. Another thing, you know, being this age, which is mid-30s pretty much for me. Yeah, almost for me, mate. You know, another thing I've been thinking about this week, when I was younger, teenager, you know, I used to be like a big dreamer. And as you get older, that feeling sort of disappears or, you know, the light fades of that feeling. And it's a bit sad, but... You know, you get to this age and, again, you have the feelings of what's the point or do I still believe so much in what I'm doing or am I just doing it because I've been doing it for 20 years at this point? <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been thinking about that. Like, when did that belief fade? <laughs> because I had it very strong for a long time and this isn't to, like, dig you out, but... Honestly, I believe the last time I had it was during the Natives album. And that was such a taxing 
yet amazing experience. It was like everything in one. I mean, this album isn't even out yet, and that's a whole other story. But what got that over the line as a project was belief, because there's no one else to help us get that over the line. Now, I guess because I didn't get much back from it in terms of a release, or I haven't yet, that really, like, <laughs> sucked the life out of my belief. I can apologise on behalf of the whole band. <laughs> no, it's just um, a lot of that was my decision to pursue this art project. Pursue it to the end. You'll be grateful for having something finished over anything. And I think it's something I will look back on and have that feeling. But I think that was the last time when I felt like I actually know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, uh, and that's a weird thing to say, because I've put out a lot of releases I'm proud of since, you know, whether it's co-writing other productions. But I think I was very tunnel vision at that point. And it's a combination of I was like late 20s, felt like I was really coming to my own as a producer. You know, I'm really proud of what we did and I can't wait for people to hear it. But after that, because my stock didn't increase, <laughs> it's almost like, have I gone backwards or am I, have I just been plateaued for like the last five years? It's a real weird thing. Um, I mean, yeah, the, um, the end of the natives recording and sessions and stuff was definitely a big i don't know like a big block or a big sort of letdown is one for a better phrase i suppose but um in terms of my belief like yeah much the same uh as yourself as a kid i remember we were in practice rooms from like 14 or whatever and i genuinely thought i'd be playing arenas by 22 23 yeah, I think that's how old Blink-182 were at the time. So I was like, well, they're doing it, so I'll just do that. Um, and then I think, I think, me personally, I've very much shut off my emotions and feelings from the point of when we were touring, like when the band was like full steam ahead. So many things go right, but twice as many things go wrong. And so I definitely develop a sort of shell, um, never really get, I mean, this this spills over into personal life. I never really get excited about anything. I never really believe anything's going to happen until it actually happens. And that is just me now, personal uh, and music-wise. That being said, though, I do still believe it's possible. Um, what that success looks like at 34 is probably very different to what it looked like at 14 or even... 2025 but i still hold a belief and i still i think it's i think it's the journey of music that i enjoy as well so i i kind of am happy to plod along with hope um but yeah i mean obviously i would like it to go somewhere which which again is why we've we've sort of started the we've got the podcast obviously pool house as a as an entity um so we're still doing things which keeps me positive and and keeps me believing i suppose at this age what happens is dreams turn to goals because maybe that was a bit of a downer. But what I was trying to get to was I used to be a dreamer and it was an open-ended dream. You had no actual end goal. You'd just be like, I want to be like my heroes. I want to reach that pinnacle. Then, you know, maybe you find yourself in a different role. You know, my band ended and I became a producer. I was like, cool, people will pay me money to do this. And you keep doing that, and then you find yourself 
doing stuff you're proud of, but not necessarily getting to, I guess, a financial point where you feel like, oh, I'm actually comfortable here. I've made it. <laughs> so it's always yeah. feel like you're chasing. But then you get to like now where, you know, after two years of COVID, where the music industry has been hit very hard and, you know, I work predominantly with bands that are just above hobby level. So they take it very seriously, but most of them are paying out their own pocket. Some of them have management. Some of them are just where we were in our early 20s, <laughs> you know, believing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you get to now where it's like, you know, you're trying to be honest with yourself. You're trying to be like, I still want to do this. I'm not financially progressing in order to provide on a level for a family that I would like. So you have to let go of the dream almost and make a realistic, how do I get to be, which is essentially doing this for a living and it ticking all those boxes. And I think that's why dreams sort of, fade and you start thinking way more pragmatically about what you need to do to actually have this as your sole income and to get to that point is very achievable it's just you have to have a plan and you know maybe that's something we both can improve on going into next year we had goals for this year and we've done a lot on a personal level overcome a lot but if we want to take this up a notch and be like what gets us closer to feeling like we hit that goal, which is essentially now the dream. The dream is now make a living off music, not be super rich. It's just get to a point where all the things we do can be monetized and we can get up in the morning feeling like what I do that day is adding to that brand and pushing my career forward without just blindly getting up, sitting in front of a computer being like, what am I doing today except for creating a song, which where's it going to go? Who's going to hear it? You know? Yeah, I totally agree. I kind of almost feel like I've, I've done it the wrong way around. I think like a word that comes to mind is balance. I think we went very much the band has to be our job. Maybe too early. We could have got by a lot easier if we stuck with jobs for a longer period of time and then sort of wean the job out. Whereas now we're sort of, we did it the other way around where we had to wean the job in. Which is much harder. Yeah. And so then you're, you're on a trajectory that is like, that is growing. Then you get, probably get to the biggest you are, but then you need a job. Then you need to introduce a job. Whereas if you could kind of do it the other way, it, it would work a lot better. And, and I think another thing as well, um, just on a point that you mentioned, there was definitely a, like a, the view of society of when are you going to get a real job? So that massively plays into self-doubt. And, and when you're young, you're like, I don't need a real job. This is my job. Yeah, but you, um, just, that, you just have so much self-belief that that's going to be your job. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so anytime you're told otherwise, you're just like, no, this is my job. But absolutely, you're right. If you can share the band and the job or the artist and the job right the way through, like music doesn't have to be like your sole income. But for some reason... I think it's from like you're a kid, you like you feel like you have to pick what you're doing. Yeah. Where, yeah, yeah. Whereas I feel like modern day entrepreneurs are all about multiple income streams. So as musicians or creatives, that's now the way in which it has to go. 
And that can be really exciting. But for some reason, it's not really introduced to you. You have to figure it out on your own. So, yeah, and, and I think on that front, I'm very guilty of trying to do too many things at once, which essentially don't ever level up. <laughs> so it's a bit of a catch-22 because you want to build one thing, get that to a point, introduce another, which then is brought up to that level, and then you keep introducing them, and they all sort of funnel out and spider web into each other. And that's hopefully where we're going. Yeah, it's uh, it's just also different now you know and it and i'm not i'm not someone who's like anti-screaming at all but (laughs) it used to be very clear from the time we were in bands it used to be very clear the music was the product which made a physical product which you sold and you also in that time we were reaching people a lot easier because we were touring so another thing we have to realize and accept is we aren't doing the touring. So we aren't making that immediate impact and connection with people in a room. So we also can't expect to put out music and have that same impact. We have to find the alternative of that if we're not going to tour, you know. So whether that's this podcast or live streaming, um, you have to find something that you enjoy. But you can only make people care by doing more than music. <laughs> because Yeah, well, yeah, it's got to be enough of you out there for people to, to want to be a fan of or, like, invest in or, or whatever. So, so, yeah, you know, that, that unfortunately is, if you don't enjoy doing that stuff, which I know is more of a battle for you, Andy, like, you know, that is like any other business, you know, and we can't even call our artist projects a business yet because the streaming speaks for itself and i'm sure there's other people out there you know who see their income from streaming distribution and you're like well this isn't a business but you are essentially making a product if you want to make that product successful you've got to market it and market it can be you either spend money on ads which is obviously very negative in terms of money going out or you start building a brand with tiktok youtube sharing tips how you made stuff live streams podcasts all that stuff but yeah we've gone round in a big big thing i was kind of talking ourselves into what we need to do for ourselves but no you're right how are we going to get you to finish a song is what i'm thinking (laughs) (laughs) i know it's um well you know, I'll get there. Like, I think maybe what I need to do, which I was thinking about on the way in this morning, is I have trouble finishing songs that get old. So maybe what I need to try is always having one that's new, like a new idea, which like my natural excitement is there and something that's old, which is essentially trying to get over the line. And maybe that will hopefully open my mind and then just help that muscle finish off the old ones which what i tend to do is go right i've got what am i closest to being done and it just always feels a bit forced so yeah do you flip between tracks or do you just like right i'm gonna try and well this is the closest one so i have to finish this one today i do no i do flip between tracks but it's a fine line between giving up on you know sitting there trying to work it out and then giving up and then 
just jumping around and not actually doing anything. So yeah, it's really tricky when I have a song or a production that I'm like, this is great. And you're just like, I just can't get that verse. <laughs> so it's mm. like, this sounds so cool, but I can't get that verse. <laughs> Uh, because you're just like you're not enjoying I don't know the way your vocal sounds against that for whatever reason whether it's it's just not coming across as cool as the track and I spoke about that on previous you know previous episode and that's that's always going to be my battle but um you know on the positive note the reason I was saying like maybe I need to work against something new and something old is sometimes I'll come up with something which I'm like into right in the moment which I did yesterday. I was like, it was all it was, was like a guitar loop and a melody. And it gave me like a feeling. What I tend to do sometimes is almost pull away from that feeling because I'm like, you've got that other song to finish. But I need to actually stop doing that and I need to start following the feeling. If that song's Mm. what I'm feeling, just push into it rather than pull away from it and go to the hard thing. It's very interesting that you pull away from it. I I feel like that's harder to do than to just go yeah, with it. But. I've always struggled with finishing. So I guess it's me trying to be like, you're just going to get this song to the same point as that other song. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But you know, we're always learning about ourselves. I'm constantly trying to improve on myself, picking up the signs which are wrong. And it again, always comes back to, being in the room on your own so when this godforsaken pandemic is over whether it ever is over <laughs> you know having a bit more freedom to just meet up would be ideal and i'm i'm not saying we can't at the moment but it just i i probably should try and collaborate a bit more maybe that's probably where i need to be yeah i was definitely going to say for myself yeah and, and obviously for you collaboration next year would be a goal that we should put on the list. Yeah, I think we have mentioned that to each other. Uh, I think that will help us a lot. I mean, I do collaborate in terms of songwriting with other people, but very rarely is it for myself. Mm-hmm. And that also comes back to being like, oh, why would anyone want to do that? <laughs> you know, it's yeah, you're, you're, yeah, you're yeah. already fighting that battle. And it's so, yeah, it's just you always have these voices just being like knocking you down, knocking you down. But I have done it before with Max Britton. We had a good while when we were collaborating and just working together on each other's projects. He now is a bit of a, you know, partner of mine as part of a production duo. So we kind of just shifted that way rather than working on each other's stuff. So... I don't know, but yeah, I I really want to collaborate, but I I also want to feel like I can bring something to the collaboration. You know, I I want to be able to go into collaboration with this energy being like, yeah, come on, let's make something amazing together. I believe in myself, you believe in yourself. Let's (laughs) let's make something great. Because, you know, (laughs) sometimes, you know, you don't want to be the person in the room, which is just like basically how we've been talking today. (laughs) Yeah. But I suppose at the moment, we're not even in the room. We're not in the room. You've got to get yourself in the room. That's exactly right. A lot of the like best things I've done have just been from throwing myself in a uncomfortable situation or something I perceive to be as an uncomfortable yeah. situation. And then really by the end of the day, it's like, what was I even worried about? 
But yeah. That whole perceived thing, that's plagued me since I was a kid. Yeah. Like the thought of something is always worse than the reality. But I just don't think I'd ever get over that. Once I'm in it, love it. But yeah. 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 I, I mean, it's it's a very common thing that's, you know, where anxieties come from, you know. And whether it's turning up to a party on your own and you're like, you only know a couple of people or it's yeah being in a co-writing room where you feel like you're the least successful. You know, all these little things, but once you do it, it's always worth it. So again, we're trying to talk ourselves into doing these things because we could be doing more of them. And this time of year is a great time of year to start analysing and start projecting what you really want to accomplish next year. And it's very easy to forget what you've actually achieved in a year. It may not feel it in the present day. Uh, I watched something last night and it was like on YouTube. I can't remember what it was because I just randomly came across it. But it was like sometimes it's great to just have a big think. Stepping out of your day-to-day grind, writing what you've actually achieved down and what you want to achieve because it gets it out of your head. And you can actually see and be like, oh, yeah, I have actually done all right this year. And we're all guilty of holding so much in our heads. And that's mm-hmm. when it gets a bit much. No, I think that's a good idea. Has there been anything that you've been going through for the last month or so uh, that we haven't touched on? Or do you just actively ignore those feelings? I don't know. I think that's a very complex question that I probably don't even understand in myself. I think... I think I probably do. I think I just, what am I saying? No, I definitely check amounts of plays, views, likes. I definitely fall down all those same wormholes. But I almost feel like, and as cheesy as it sounds, is I just sort of pick myself up every time I sit back down in front of the computer. And I sort of use the creation as the medicine for the self-doubt. And so I, I have a, I guess it's a coping mechanism, you would call it with the sort of extremities that are the creative process and and lifestyle. So I manage my expectations and sort of my my self-doubt with the music itself, as I think is the way I sort of get through it. Well, I think that's great. (laughs) I think that's as good as it can be because, you know, when you're sat in front of that computer, you're essentially saying that's your happy place, which is what it should be. I think for me, it's a bit of both. Like, I know when I'm in my happy place, but I also know when I'm struggling to get something over the line. <laughs> so that's well, good to have awareness. Yeah. And again, that is, you know, the flow state is the happiness, you know, mentioning it again from last week. And, you know, that's the main reason a lot of people do it is because that feeling is just when you're, you know, when the rest of the world doesn't matter. It's just you and the music, you know, you can get all hippie about it and spiritual, but it's true. You know, that's, that's what we're, whether it's playing live or whether it's feeling something that's just coming through the speakers for the first time. Unfortunately, you have that and then you've got to finish it. <laughs> so the finishing yeah. it is the hard bit, but I mean, that's, you know, that's fine. Like that's part of it. And, and, you then get a renewed sense of satisfaction when it's finished and you hear it back and it's as you've wanted it. We live in this bizarre world of stats now. Like whether I'm watching the football and you get some random stat about like, 
you know, how many passes in the semicircle or like something stupid yeah. like that, which is so irrelevant. You know, the refresh button is the worst addiction which I have to deal with. You know, just looking at those stats, refresh, has it gone up? Has it gone up? And it's like, it doesn't actually matter. <laughs> like, it does. But, I mean, I'm so guilty of this. Like, yeah, it's going up. And what? I mean, what's actually going to progress your career? Looking at that or actually doing more? <laughs> doing more yeah, will yeah, always... Yeah. It's like doing more will actually make that go up. Looking at it and checking whether it goes up will not make it go up. I should delete all these apps off my phone, but I'm such a sucker for... You know, it's every day, Spotify for artists. Has it gone up? Oh, it's gone up. But how much? I don't know, but it's gone up. <laughs> it's like yeah it's gone up by one play that was great that was worth it <laughs> oh man uh, uh i don't know what the point of this chat was but i feel better for it good good no i think we just we just covered the the, the trials and tribulations the ups and the downs the the pushes and pulls of the of the creative process and the journey that we're sort of embarking on at the minute and if anybody has any other ways that they sort of deal with the self-doubt or or things that they do to enable their creativity to progress and to get to the end of songs or or to make themselves do content, then please let us know. Lastly, I mean, do you have any advice for me? Yeah, what I'd say to you is maybe try to stop or get out of your own way. Isn't that, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Please don't pull out of the out of the flow state when you're when you're getting into it. Just go with it, and also don't sweat the small stuff. Like I would probably honestly encourage you to write the worst song in the world, and then you'll realise that it probably isn't that bad. If you know, you know what I mean. That type of thing. It's like just get out of your own way and just and just believe it because you can do it. I appreciate that. I know I I definitely get in my own way. I have these complexes about. Even like when I'm singing, like, ah, oh, you know, you're like, is that too American? Oh, is that too forced? Oh, is that like to this, to that? And you're just like, I guess always analyzing every little thing before it's even got anywhere. Yeah, I guess that's my producer head working too early. I'm just trying to find the quote now. Perfection is the enemy of progress. Yeah. Is what I would say yeah. to you. And, and you don't need to be perfect because... Everything you do is good anyway. <laughs> Thank you. It's just, it's, uh, it's, uh, I'm not, I'm not fishing for compliments at all. I mean, I'm sat here. It's like Ed Sheeran's moaning about writing a song. Like, oh, oh, I wish I could write a song that goes diamond instead of platinum. Oh, oh, what? Only three stadiums in that city. Shut up, Ed. Come on. It's, it's funny. It's just because, it's like you can be really happy about your last release and then you're just back to square one, I guess. That's that's the hardest thing. You're like, how did I do that? How did I get that satisfied to a point where it felt like me and I put it out? You've just got to work it out again. And I, I know I'm still in my early days of overcoming that. And the more I do it, the more it will just become exercised and i will know how to get there it's just keeping on keeping on you know yeah i promise you you will get there and you will be able to do it again and again and again so good if in a couple of weeks you just go ah oh, give up and I'll never do it again <laughs> okay told you <ya. laughs> 
tune of the week. Do we want? Is that a jingle? Yeah, do we want to create a jingle? Well, I just did, didn't I? Yeah. I don't know, maybe, maybe. It's early days at the I know, moment, isn't it? I, I, but I've, I feel like there could be a jingle at this point. But Maybe we'll introduce that at some point. So I do, I do have one. I know you have one as well. And what I was going to say, actually, as well, this is kind of BTS as well, but I like it that we keep the BTS in the actual <laughs> S. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this is BTS in the S. <laughs> we should make a playlist of all the tune of the weeks we pick. Yeah, I have started doing that. Good, so, good. Yeah, it's a good idea, so, but I'm really on it. <laughs> oh, here you go. Mr. Self-Doubt's already fucking two steps ahead of everyone else. <laughs> good, because I was going to say, that would be a good playlist. Yeah. Right, go on, what's your tune of the week? Well, I want to know yours, because I, I mean, I picked it last week, so. Oh, we, can have, we can have two a week. We can have two. It might even be the same. Mine, mine fits into actually that sort of collaboration thing, actually. It's a, he's a friend of yours and a, a new friend of mine. It's the new Yellow Koala release, full. Very nice. So, yeah, I mean, he's a guy that I have mad respect for. He is doing sessions upon sessions upon sessions and having great success with a lot of things at the moment, which is amazing. When someone works that hard and they get success and it's so well-deserved, that just makes... That gives me belief. Yeah, that, that, that does makes me believe you, again. That does give you the belief, that's for sure. So, yeah, I want to shout out his, his first release under Yellow Koala. It's with a few other people. But I can't remember who they are. So this is uh, Yellow Koala with Fool. We will get Yellow Koala on very soon. Um, I'm going to set up that interview and he can talk us through how he got to where he is now. I've had many conversations with him about all this kind of stuff. And uh, we, I mean, one time I went round to his house at midday and left at midnight and we literally chatted for 12 hours straight. Could be a long podcast yeah. then. <laughs> so there's plenty to talk about. But, um, you know, he's someone I really admire and he is really doing it at the moment. And, uh, you know, I feel by having him on, we will learn a lot and he'll give a different perspective from us because He's very much a songwriter who has thrown himself into doing as many sessions as possible over the years, which is very different to what I've done. And again, different from what Andy has done as well. So, yeah, look forward to that. Um, yeah, we'll get that in soon. And uh, I don't know whether it'll be our first interview, but it'll be one of the first few. My song of the week is by someone which Andy introduced me to. It is Fred again, and he just put out a new album, which is basically in the same concept as his first, and it's a really amazing concept. He's basically recorded in multiple different locations just on his laptop and took little sound bites of people or little clips um, from instagram or whatever and turned them into songs uh and it's just it feels so real and he's just amazing yeah, he's just really is got a very amazing mind for just yeah i guess it just feels very different because it just feels so immersed in the world that we're in right now so for me he drives the vibe train like we try to catch it but i feel like he's driving it like amazing so i'm gonna pick kahan in brackets last year this song just really hit me um yeah it just it, i mean it just sums up the time of the last few years and it just i, I don't know it just emotionally got me 
And I just think, yeah, props to him on just knowing how to capture that feeling. Um, this is Kahan by Fred again. Big tune. Before we go, I want to shout out a couple of things which we have uploaded. We now have a website, which is poolhouse.com. And on there, you will find some stems and sample packs, which are free to download. So if you want to download them and mess around with them in your DAWs, turn them into remixes, whatever, they are there for you. So that's poolhouse.com. We'll be adding more stuff over, you know, the coming months. You can also find my production walkthrough on my song Fallen on there. Andy will get around to doing some of his own at some point, won't you, Andy? I will, mate. I just need to get uh, final cut to work. <laughs> All good. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening again. We well, we really enjoy doing these. And uh, yeah, we're going to get into the interviews very soon. I think maybe the next episode we'll do an interview. We'll just take that leap. Like we said, we don't want to be too scared of doing them for too long because I'm sure, yep. I'm sure really that's what you want to hear. You want to learn from other people rather than just us, you know. I mean, if I had a choice between someone successful giving me advice <laughs> and two guys that are doing absolutely nothing giving me advice, yeah, I'd, I'd be looking forward to the interviews as well, mate. Oh, come on, Andy. Believe. We've been talking about it. Get over that self-doubt. No, next year, mate. Next year. Next year is our year. <laughs> we say it every year. You can find me at Vincent X George. You can find Andy at... At 1816. And you can email us at poolhouseproducers at gmail.com. You know, we want to hear from you. Please get in touch. Love to you all. Have a great weekend. And peace and love as always. See you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>